Hello and welcome back to the Joseph Lewis podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about a very important subject, young people's mental health and what we can do to improve it during the pandemic. Young people are facing huge issues with their mental health during the COVID-19 pandemic. Many young people are feeling extremely isolated during the pandemic. It is awful. Some people are feeling like they are in prison in their own house. Many people don't have a garden to enjoy, so time outside the house is extremely limited. Other young people are feeling anxious about contracting the virus, with news about the virus all over the news and everywhere to be seen. They will feel overwhelmed with the virus, and I doubt many will leave their house in fear of contracting the virus. So then they limit themselves to the outside world and just live in their own world filled with negativity and fear of the virus. Another issue that has just got a whole lot worse is depression. With young people being kept inside and no end date for lockdown, many young people will be feeling extremely depressed. This will have increased with it being winter and many young people will be feeling even more down when it's a grey cloudy day in January compared to a nice sunny day in May when the last lockdown was. Now that I've finished talking about many issues young people are facing, let's talk about what I've learned from young people themselves. I sent out a survey to members of my class and age range to take part in a small survey. One 17-year-old said lockdown has made me less motivated as I don't have much to look forward to. They also said they don't have a routine. I think this is one of the reasons why they'll be feeling down is the fact that they don't have a routine during the day. I found this out myself when I didn't have a routine. I ended up drifting drifting through the day, just moping around, playing Xbox and eating food, and maybe going out for a walk. I felt very down and low when not having a routine. As soon as I introduced a routine and time schedule, I felt a lot more positive, and I wasn't really moping around, and I was being productive, doing work, going out for walks. I did also have a lot of time on my phone and Xbox, but I felt I didn't consume my day as much as they used to. Another 13-year-old said that they had felt lonely during lockdown and they said they did not use a coping mechanism to try and combat the loneliness. I cannot stress how important enough it is to try and find a coping mechanism that works for you. I've also asked a year nine how lockdown has been for them. They said they are stressed with schoolwork and GCSE options, but she is trying to stay positive. She also said she has tried to follow a daily routine which at first was scattered, and some days she would follow a strict schedule, but other days she would just try her best to get through the day. But she has gradually learned how to understand what her best schedule is. She was able to use her school school routine as a start, and now has established an achievable schedule that fits her needs. She said she has frequently found herself in situations where she felt low, anxious or isolated. She has also noticed that she has become become more overwhelmed at times and has felt isolated and low much more frequently than she did before lockdown. As a solution to this, she has said that she has found breathing as a good strategy, putting on music or the TV, going for a run or bike ride or talking to parents or friends are also great ways to cope. When she had the chance, talking to friends has become very helpful as it assures her that she's not alone in feeling overwhelmed and isolated. When asked if if there is anything more you think can be done to improve young people's mental health during lockdown, she responded, I think for my school, if I had more lessons where I could see fellow students 
and form time where I could speak to my friends more often. That would have helped my mental health and my concentration. He says she has been going for exercise every day and she has been playing card games and watching TV together, cooking and baking with her mum, especially when it goes wrong. She also said at the start of lockdown she had been checking social media for updates but proceeded to delete most of her social media apps as they weren't, weren't of any help and just made her feel worse. So, I touched on, I touched on coping mechanisms earlier. Many of you might be asking, what is a coping mechanism? Well, a coping mechanism is something you can try to do when you find yourself down or anxious. There are tons of coping mechanisms out there. I'm going to talk to you about a few you can do at home when feeling anxious or down. If you're feeling lonely, one of the best things to do is something you love. Another, another strategy I've read from the NHS website is that being able to share your feelings with others can help with loneliness and hearing a familiar voice or seeing a friendly face makes us less isolated. Telling someone you trust that you're lonely can help and it may be easy to do this when you have said when you've had some time together to chat and relax together first. Remember that many people only share the good things that's happening to them on social media so avoid comparing yourselves to anyone as this can make you feel even lonelier. Plus we can never be sure of what someone else is going through. The last strategy I've picked up for coping with loneliness is learning something new. It is now a good time to pursue a hobby or something you have always wanted to be able to do and it could be a good way to spend time with others. If you enjoy learning with others you could join an online class for arts and crafts, cookery, DIY or gardening. Learning the guitar or drums. If you want to do something that gets you thinking about other things you could try learning a language. There are many online courses from beginners through to advanced classes. And if it's new work skills you want, there are plenty of free online professional courses out there. Give it a go. Many of these online classes are free. Now, I've talked about loneliness and some ways to cope. Let's hear about ways to cope with being anxious about the coronavirus pandemic. One of the most important things to do is stick to the facts. Don't go reading into conspiracy theories, however interesting they may be. I made the mistake of doing that and I felt very overwhelmed. Find a credible source you can trust, such as gov.uk or the NHS website. Fact check information you get from news feeds, social media or other people. Think about how possibly inaccurate information could affect others too. Try not to say information without fact checking against credible sources. You might also want to consider limiting the screen, the, the time you spend watching, reading or listening to coverage of the outbreak, including on social media and think about turning off breaking news alerts on your phone. You could also set about, you could also set about a, spe a specific time to read updates or limit yourself to a couple checks a day. Talk about how you feel and what worries you are very, also very important. Remember, it's normal to feel worried, scared or helpless about the current situation. It's okay to share your concerns with others you trust and doing so may help them too. If you cannot speak to someone you know, or if doing so has not helped, there are plenty of helplines you can try instead. Maintaining healthy relationships with people we trust is important for our mental well-being. There are also lots of different ways you can stay in touch with friends and family when you cannot meet in person. You can schedule time each week to speak over the phone or make regular video calls. Social media is another good way to stay connected, but make sure you take breaks from your digital devices and switch it off before bed. We all need to feel connected, so keep in touch, whether it's with people you normally 
connect with or reconnecting with old friends. Hello, I'm currently speaking to Jane who is a psychologist and I'm going to ask her a few questions regarding what young people can do to improve their mental health. I wonder if you could tell us about some of the things that are known to have a positive impact on young people's mental health and well-being. Yes, certainly, Joseph. So, I think one of the most important things to understand for young people is that you're not the only one who's finding it difficult. You're not the only one that's feeling anxious or worried about things at the moment. How you're feeling is an entirely normal response during very abnormal times, and you're not alone. So one of the things I think is really good to have a think about um, for yourselves is thinking about your circle of support so that you're not worrying in silence, that you find a way to communicate and talk through some of your worries with somebody that you feel comfortable doing that with. So if you can imagine um, a circle of circles of support, so if you throw a, a pebble into a pond, you get those ripples of circles coming out um, so you could think about that inner ripple as circle as being the people who are living at home with you your brothers your sisters your parents your step parents whoever it is and you might feel okay talking to them but then in the next ripple out there would be um, your teachers or your lecturers or people at school or college who you feel comfortable talking with there could be um, mentor systems around that, counsellors, student counsellors, um, but also other organisations you might be a part of, um, some such as um, cadets or venture scouts, something like that, or a football club. Um, and then in a wider circle, there are lots of organisations out there that will support young people. And some of them that a good starting point to look at would be somewhere like the Young Minds website or the Couth website, um, the Mix, the Place to Be. Lots of different really respected websites out there that have lots of information on self-care, on sleeping, on coping with self-isolation that I would really, you know, encourage people to just have a look at. Thank you. On a day-to-day basis, can you give some examples of things that might be helpful for young people? Yeah, certainly. And um, I think you mentioned some of these in your podcast. But there are certain key things that are really important. Establishing a, a routine for the week is really helpful and can make a big difference. So trying to have the same routine through Monday through to Friday and maybe vary it a bit at a weekend because at the moment it's really difficult to make a difference between weekdays yeah. when you'd normally be in college and the weekend. So having a routine where you get up at a similar time each day and you think about where are the times I'm going to stop my work into? How, when am I going to have a break? When am I going to have my lunch um, and dinner? Because meal times are something that a lot of people are looking forward to a lot at the moment because it's a different something different in the day but also where am I going to slot in my um, exercise for the day and where I'm going to slot in um, a different kind of activity for me yeah yeah so that routine's important sleep's another really important one so um, this can make a really big difference and sleep for adolescents at the best of times is something that can be quite tricky um, 
and it's really important as much as you can to go to bed and to get up at the same time and as tempting as it is to lie in half the day on a Saturday and Sunday maybe I would really strongly advise against that because it doesn't take long for your body to learn an unhealthy sleep routine pattern where you're awake till two three o'clock in the morning it's much harder to get back into a healthy routine but it is possible and there's lots of information for example on the young minds website around that um, a really important one I think sleep also things like physical exercise if possible outdoors if you can because you're also getting out into the outside as well and the natural light which can also have a positive impact on your sleep patterns um, so whether it be going for a walk a jog a run or a bike ride anything like that doing that physical exercise will help really with your mental health but also with your physical health and your sleep pattern so a really important one even if it's a bit wet and miserable I'd still say try and get out if you can and then finding some other activities that you can kind of just absorb yourself in um, so it could be a whole range of things um, could be cooking could be gaming interactively but being mindful of how long you spend doing that um, it could be uh, starting up a games night at home with your uh, brothers and sisters your parents it might be something like just having a, a, a bath, doing some artwork or a creative activities are really good. So some art, some drawing, that kind of thing. Building in something that's not schoolwork um, and isn't just passive screen watching um, that, that you would look forward to can be really helpful. And then I think thinking forward to as we emerge out of this current lockdown and into that return to college and school that will be coming up i think for a lot of young people that might um raise their anxiety a little bit all their worries um because it's it's a long time since they've been at school and college so i think learning some simple techniques some simple breathing techniques or just learning a little bit about mindfulness and practicing that can be really helpful um, breathing techniques uh, can be done anywhere, anytime, and I think that's a real benefit. They're actually quick to learn. The more you practice them, the better you get at them, but they can be done on the bus when you're going to college. They can be done while you're sat in your lecture or your lesson. Nobody else will know that you're doing it. So that that's a really helpful thing to learn. And also mindfulness, so paying attention to something taking the time to notice what you're doing and um, paying more attention to the present moment and your thoughts and feelings is known to be really positive um, for calming your mind and letting go of your worries so something else to try yes i'll talk about that in a minute or two thank you being in lockdown i definitely think that it has worsened my mental health um as someone that is always anxious a lot I do feel as if, though, it is improving um, for me, as in I don't feel as anxious or worried now that I'm home. However, I would say that I am quite a social person. I do go out quite a lot, so being at home definitely has affected me and 
made me feel really kind of awful. However, I do think that staying active and going out on walks and not just sitting around but doing stuff like um, productive and organised and things like that and just cleaning my room has actually improved my mental health and kind of distracted me from what's kind of happening and it does it does seem to be helping me lockdown has affected my mental health in loads of different ways it my mental health has gotten worse over lockdown because i've been quite lonely had no one to talk to really and you know the people that i confide in the most are the ones which I can't see anymore, which they we can't really contact, which for me is making lockdown really difficult. Uh, and I've tried to improve my lockdown, but it hasn't really been working. I've just been so stressed with everything, like school, the gym and I can't confide in anyone because you know I can't see them so it is clear from what I've heard from these two young people that going for walks keeping yourself keeping yourself occupied and talking to other people does have a good effect on your mental health I am now going to take you for a mindful breathing exercise please sit in a natural comfortable position Take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Breathe naturally, noticing the sensations of your breath entering and leaving the body as best as you can. Allow your shoulders and neck to relax, focusing on your breathing. Take this time to pay close attention to physical sensations, from the top of your head right down to your toes. Notice what you're thinking about right now and how you're feeling. Take the time to notice your thoughts and feelings without judgement and without trying to change them. When you're ready to take one more breath, try to bring this awareness with you into the next moments of your day. Breathing techniques like this can help to centre you in the moment at any time and connect with the present you which can help you feeling stressed or anxious. I hope you are now nice and relaxed. Thank you for very much for listening to the Joseph Lewis podcast and I hope you've taken a lot from this podcast.